Hello and welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Ayahuasca Assisted Therapy. Learn all you need to know about the safe, ethical, and responsible use of ayahuasca for healing and awakening. Meet the wisdom keepers, space holders, and guardians of this powerful plant ally. Hear directly from the people about their ayahuasca healing experience. To embark on your healing journey or to start a new career in psychedelic assisted therapy, go to my website avatarhealingarts.com and get in touch with me. Thank you for liking, subscribing and sharing this video. Please leave a comment and enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome back to our podcast, Ayahuasca CC Therapy, and stay with us for this episode to hear from my client, Jerry, who just finished not so long ago my Ayahuasca CC Therapy uh, program, and uh, she just really made some big changes in her life. So I'm excited, you know, to share some good juicy details with you. So stay till the end, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So Jerry, welcome. Thank, Thank you, you for coming. Thank and, you, Nina. Uh, so good to have you here. We met more than a year ago. That's right. Uh, when you started this program. So my first question is, do you remember when you come, when you came to me, like what was your kind of original intention and why did you feel called to do this deep dive, you know, with the medicine? I feel as though I've been on a spiritual path for most of my adult life. And I was a Buddhist for many years, and I still believe in uh, in many of the precepts. And I also investigated many other spiritual traditions as well. And then I, I somewhere along the line, I think I think several years ago, I became aware of ayahuasca, and I thought, well, this is something that I think I'd like to try. But at that time, I didn't feel like I was ready to do it. So I thought, well, at some point I may be ready. Um, and if not, I'm not. Anyway, then I, then I met you and I thought this is the perfect opportunity because I can have some guidance for this. And also with your background, I thought, okay, this is excellent because I'll also have some classical psychotherapeutic backup mm -hmm. as well. So that's, that's what I was interested in primarily that and the combination with the ayahuasca assisted uh, therapy. So I think for many people, certainly for me, the pandemic was a difficult, a difficult time to get through. And my spiritual process, which I feel I've been on for years, which I've been working on for years and years, it all of a sudden accelerated and went into different areas that I'd never experienced before. Anyway, it, it, it was through that whole process that I then became more aware of ayahuasca. I started reading up on it seriously. I had looked at it before, but then I started getting serious with it. And I decided, well, this is the time after the, after the pandemic, I said, this is the time that I'm going to do this. That's when I met you. So there were things in myself that I wanted to explore more fully. Uh, I've always been very much a person who self-examines. Mm. But along with that, unfortunately for me, I think there was too much self-criticism. Mm. And so that was an area that I knew and self-judgment. And so that those were areas that I knew I needed to investigate and work on. So 
that anyway that that's that's how i that's how i came to it <laughs> that's perfect thank you so much yeah i remember that your prayer was really focused on to kind of heal that part of you that still felt hopeless anxious and paralyzed these were mm -hmm. the words you were using and to uh, change this mental narrative that created these these feelings and these behaviors right absolutely even though you did have quite a high level of awareness and you even had the awareness that you have this pattern you know <laughs> that's but right still you were kind of stuck in there right like, absolutely yeah, you were kind of repeating it so how was your experience you know with the medicine in the ceremony and and right afterwards the well between the preparation for the ceremony literally that day well and previous to that day because there are things you need to do beforehand that day and that day was you're fasting you're also preparing yourself psychologically and mentally emotionally for this for this process so the whole thing was was really i felt very it was draining i was ex i was exhausted i think before i even started before i even took the medicine the actual process of it was i think very what i would call it it was very nurturing. So yes, physically I was exhausted, but the process itself was very nurturing. I felt the presence of the mother. I I can't I I can't say that I visualized the mother, but at, at one point I had the very strong sense that I was in the mother's presence, and I I asked. There were several things that that I asked and several things that I didn't, but that I got anyway. But I asked for, I was, I was suffering, as you know, I was suffering under a very, very deep depression, really debilitating. And I asked what, if I could understand this process. Immediately, what I visualized was a block of granite compressed, and then it shot straight up into the air, into the cosmos. And that was the depression, and then that was gone. So I didn't ask for that but that's what i got and that was certainly an amazing experience and that that sustained after the ceremony as well yes 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 it has it has sustained Since, until now yeah yeah that's 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 wonderful you know one of the the thing that i remember came up in the integration is that the medicine really shed some light upon why were you so stuck in that <clears throat> self-punishment self-judgment program mm -hmm. right and i remember that what came up was that you were fighting it right you mm -hmm. were you, you you were aware of it and you wanted to kind of get rid of it and you were trying to fight it yes. kind of to go away and this did not work so no. what did the the integration and all this work help you to realize and how did you change your perspective and your behavior towards this particular thing to be able to kind of move out from that stuckness Really, what became more and more obvious to me was that I really needed to love myself. I needed to stop the excessive self-criticism, the excessive self-judgment. It didn't serve me. That's that's what I started to focus on, was just on loving myself. And I that's not easy. You know, it's not easy to do at first. It wasn't easy to do at first, but it is it is, I think, extremely important that's something that I've spent months and months on 
and and then also just letting it go whatever whatever it is just letting it go and not worrying about the future because what i've found is for me that that worry about the future it robs the present so then you never have any joy your life is completely joyless because you're always thinking about or i was always thinking about what's going to happen in the future and so right now I don't enjoy my life. So that's that's been the biggest, I think that's been the biggest thing for me throughout the integration. And I still do that. But the thing is, it's really, it's a practice. And like any other practice, you have to do it all the time. Mm. So that every time one of these thoughts comes up, or if you let it devolve into a chain of thoughts mm. of what's going to happen, what's 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 going to become of me, what is happening with this, what's happening with that, it's all it's all a trap. And so I've just I've just continued with that practice. Every time something like that comes up, I I address it with myself. And uh, we had a very important question that helped us to get out of this state. What was this question that we always ask to get unstuck? Do you remember? Is it true? Well, is it true? That's the question, right? Yeah. That we ask. Yeah. And I still it, ask it. Yeah, because what, what did you realize that a lot of that narrative, that self-dissipating narrative, that was not true, correct? Exactly. I think what, what happened for me is that just for so many years that I was in that pattern of, of worry and anxiety. And once you start examining it in the light of, is it true? Then you find that in fact, 99.9% .9 isn't true. And so what you're doing is you're creating your own misery. When the Buddhists talk about suffering, this is a lot of what they're talking about is that we create our own suffering through these mental constructs. And I, I, certainly that's what I did. And yes, that's what I yes. Did. And the medicine and the integration work have to, for you to see that. To Absolutely. That, and also to realize the way you are doing it and give you some tools and some understanding that enabled you to actually choose something different so exactly what is that you are doing now that makes a difference you know that you didn't do before well I I, I number one I I have always had extremely high standards for myself and I like to think that I'm very tolerant of other people but that I'm not I'm not tolerant of myself at all but then I realized that if I'm not tolerant of myself, how am I being tolerant of other people and accepting them as they are? So what I've what I've done and what I think my biggest personally, my biggest gift from the medicine is that I've achieved a certain degree. I think uh, compared to where I was, mm -hmm. I would say this much <laughs> a, a degree of self-acceptance. Yeah. And so now I I feel like really no almost no matter what I'm doing. It's okay. There's nothing to worry about. There's nothing to feel anxious about. There's nothing to feel guilty about. I don't have to criticize myself about it. So 
right now, for example, right now we're in the midst of a really hot spell here. Yeah. And I don't, I don't have a lot of energy. I don't know anyone who does. So if I want to lie on my bed and read for two and a half hours, that's what I do. And I don't feel guilty about it. Where before I used to feel like I should be doing this, I should be doing that. So of course, I couldn't enjoy reading because I was feeling like I should be doing something else. Um, and then what to do because I had no energy, so I couldn't do anything else. So anyway, right now, I think I think for me, the self-acceptance mm -hmm. has been the biggest gift that the medicine gave to me. And as I say, it's it's something that you have to practice every single day. Mm -hmm. And as these things come up, you address you address them mm -hmm. and and you look at it and you say, well, is you know, is this true? Am I really good for nothing? Well, no, I'm not. I'm not. I am good for something. I'm probably good for a lot of things. Definitely. So every single time it comes up, I I address it. How how do you think the sessions and the integration help you? Um, you know, in this process, I mean, it's hard to say what would have happened without the sessions because you mm -hmm. know you did it this way. But uh, can you highlight something, you know, in what way were the sessions supportive in your process? Yeah, I, I would say they were I would say they were very supportive in my process because I need a touchstone mm -hmm. and I needed uh, during that whole process, I needed to to check in to check in with you. And I knew that I was going to be checking in with you. And so that gave me it gave me support. But it also gave me some confidence that I was doing this the right way. So it's like, well, what is the right way? Well, whatever the way is, I'm touch, I'm, 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 you know, checking in every week and then every couple of weeks. Okay, so I'm checking in, and I know that I'm, I'm on the right, I'm on the right path mm -hmm. with this. And of course, we, you know, we talked about putting up notes around the house, which I did because those are the reminders. Before I was able to bring myself back immediately yeah. as I am now, before I was able to do that, the notes and the were were all and the little signs were a way of doing that for me. Mm. So I had the physical impetus to do it, and that and that was very important. And knowing that I was going to check in with you uh, every week, and knowing that I could call you really anytime I needed to, mm. those those were a very important supports for me. Mm. And do you feel that um, the sessions and another person's presence helped you to see your blind spots a little bit better? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Because this, you know, some of these things, Nina, you know, I've been dealing with for years yes. and years, and like just decades. What is right, exactly, the, well, exactly. Yeah. You know, or if I could see a part of the picture, I couldn't see the whole picture. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, very definitely. <laughs> Thank you. So um, we talked a lot about defining who you are, right? That there was some definitions throughout this whole process. Like, would you share with your with our audience, like who you are, like what is your definition of yourself right now? I think I'm a perfect and complete human being. I'm a divine being and I'm having this physical experience. And I, again, I, I knew that before, or I said I knew that, 
but I'm I'm much more I'm much more aware of that. I'm much more rooted in that now. Right. Why well, before it was more like a concept. Yes, exactly. And now it's more like an experience. Yes, precisely. Right. That's wonderful. And uh, you said, you know, one of the biggest thing was treating yourself as someone you love. Yes. You know, that was one of the biggest difference. And we, I always say, you know, that this is a heart medicine, right? And it opens our heart and, and, and that's, that's the med- the real medicine is love, you know, mm-hmm. and it was so beautiful as you shared how, you know, you received that medicine, that gift of love and you were able to feel that and, 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 and anchor that into your everyday life. And also that life is simple if I don't fight it, right? So That's the right. fighting against things that we do not want and then, you know, being not loving towards ourselves, these are, I think, two of the main patterns that cause suffering, right, and, and misery in, in people's life. And even if we know to a certain extent that we are doing it, we still right is is challenging to let go sometimes so now that you went through this experience and uh, somebody would like to also work with the with this medicine what would you say to them like people who are just before their journey well i I, i'd like to just say that it's definitely not recreational (laughs) It's, it's if you're really serious about your spiritual path and and you want to progress on your spiritual path and also that you don't you don't have a you don't have a preconceived idea of what your spiritual path is going to look right. like so i think because i think what what happens is you do you get so many you get so many insights and some come at once but but many just keep unfolding and unfolding and unfolding and then your job, I think, is just to be accepting and open to all of that. That's the thing. And I think if you feel like you're ready to do that, then yes, definitely try this. And and I, you know, again, for me, I wanted to have support around it. I wanted to have guidance around it, which is thankfully how I found you. And I think for me, that was very, very important. You know, what I what I thought at the time, what I still think now is that when you're going into uncharted territory, Mm. it's good to go with a guide, with someone who's been there. I mean, that only makes sense. And so that's that was a great, great benefit to me. Mm. I can only thank you so much for the bottom of my heart. Thank you, sister. <laughs> Another question about the spirit of the medicine, and we call her the grandmother, and she's a representative of the great divine feminine uh, essence. And do you feel that gentle feminine essence <laughs> softened your approach, your eyes? I, I just mean that being more loving, more kind, more accepting. These are more that those type of feminine qualities, yes. right? Yes. Do you do you feel this energy that it's more brought more balance in your life and you were maybe more masculine in your approach to things and now you feel more in balance? Yes, definitely. Mm. Very definitely. How does that look like in, in your life? Or how does that manifest? Well, I, I I think the way it manifests in my life is that 
I'm not as judge as judgmental of myself. I'm not as critical of myself. Um, I have to say, I'm still working on not being judgmental about other people, but I, I'm definitely working on myself being just being accepting and open. I think, as I said to you one time, I mean, I haven't done anything terrible in my life. Um, you know, I haven't robbed banks. I haven't, I haven't done, you know, I haven't done these terrible, I haven't done terrible things. So why am I so hard? And why do I criticize myself so much? We absorb so many things from our culture that we're not even aware of. And I think we absorb ideas of perfection. So now I think what, what the medicine has taught me is that it's a question of progress and it's not a question of, of perfection. My, uh, you know, my ideal before when I first came was I wanted to be a perfected human being. Well, now I don't even know what that means. I accept myself <laughs> the way I am and where I am. With the imperfection. With the, the imperfections. And the yeah. And, the, the and, and exactly. Always keeping an eye on, on that idea that that the divine is perfect and there's no there's no moving from that because it is perfection but i think that's what i learned from the mother <laughs> yeah and uh, you know as you said earlier oftentimes these uh, narratives and these these uh, records and these things that we are saying to ourselves um, they are absolutely not true right they are yeah. like so what happens is that we believe in a lie and right. then perpetuate that lie that causes suffering so it's not even true to begin with i think that's mm -hmm. that's why you know one of the good questions to bring us back and to help us to get out of that circle is is you know is this true because oftentimes as you said you treat yourself like a criminal or like yeah. a terrible person and there is no reason for that and we just absorb these kind of attitudes or perspectives from other people and from society and then we internalize it and then exactly. we just kind of repeat it over and over again and the only way to fight it is with love and mm -hmm. awareness which mm -hmm. is this is not true and I choose to love and accept myself no matter what Right. right. So um, it was so symbolic and so beautiful that throughout this whole process, uh, I, I hope it's okay if I share this with our audience, but you went through two eye surgeries to remove mm -hmm. cataracts from your eyes. And I was thinking about it that I think in a way it's so symbolic. symbolic. What yeah. do you think about yeah. that? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Very definitely. I've gained, I've gained clear sight. And that's so, and that's so true. And going through that whole process as well was really <laughs> an eye-opening experience. And because of where I had it done and how I had it done, I had to travel to another city. I had to, you know, I had to make arrangements to stay there. I had to travel back and forth to the clinic. Anyway, it went, you know, and it went on and on. And this, all these, all these parts to this were very, very challenging for me. I'm so, I'm so happy to say that I met the challenges. I came through it. You know, now I have the benefit of not only, not only surgeries, but also I have the benefit of having been through the process. So yes, very definitely, very definitely symbolic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now I can see. Yes. I see now now. I, exactly. <laughs> that is so wonderful. 
what good advice could you give to people who also are very, very hard on themselves? What, what can they do right now? Where can they start to break that pattern? I'll tell you what, I, I think in retrospect, I would say I tried to figure out why am I so hard on myself? Why do I keep doing this? Why, why, why? I don't think that's helpful, really, uh, because it just keeps bringing you back to the same to the same things. So what I would say instead is when you notice that you're being hard on yourself or when you're self-criticizing for whatever whatever reason, and it can be the most minute reason. So when you realize that, notice it. And as soon as you notice it, try to move away from it. Just move away from it do something else. You could say, how is this serving me? Would I do this? Would I say this to a friend of mine? We just wouldn't. And so I think the idea of moving away and then for a while focusing on something else. And in the beginning, it kept, it was just constant, constant, constant. And it's, it's exhausting. And that doesn't serve you either. Just notice it, notice it happening. And, and just move move away from it. And no, you don't need this. It's a habit. It's a pattern that we've gotten into. And then we end up serving that pattern and it doesn't serve us. Totally. And we are powerless. Exactly. Completely yeah. powerless. Do you feel that you got what you asked for, you know, from the medicine, from this journey, from this process? And you say, yes, I'm complete as much as, you know, we can be complete. I think as long as we're alive, there are other things. There are always going to be other things because right. even though I say, you know, I'm a complete human being, well, I'm not finished. So there are always going to be things that that right. I would like to focus on. I think that for this part of the process, I think I received more than I mm -hmm. would ever have thought possible. Depression is gone. The anxiety, yeah. the paralysis, right? Yeah. These yeah. are, I mean, these are huge things that were very prevalent on a daily basis and was like a, a big, like dark cloud. Absolutely. Of, right? Yes, and, absolutely. Uh, so do you feel that lifted, you know, that cloud? Yes, very, very definitely. And, and I won't say that I never have a downtime. Of course I do. But it's not anything like what I was laboring under before. That kind of depression was totally debilitating. I think now, because I've been doing this now for many, many months, when something comes up, I can just notice it and just uh, let it go. Because it's, again, it's not serving me. And now I know, I really know that mm -hmm. on a deep level. I know that it's not serving me. We have to treat ourselves like someone we love, because we're all we've got, right? That's so beautiful. I love that. How much better it feels. Oh, absolutely. When you treat yourself some, like someone you love. Yeah, when, absolutely. When you treat yourself someone you very much dislike. That's, that's right. That just does ourselves a disservice when, we, when, we're, uh, when we're like that. Yeah. And when we're self-judging and when we're self-criticizing, there's nothing, I don't think there's anything positive that comes out of that. Yeah, absolutely not. Is there anything that you would like to share with our audience or you think, you know, it was important in your process? I, I think the most important thing was don't give up because at one point I wanted to. That's why you need that support. And really, I'll always be grateful to you that you didn't let me. That was just of the utmost importance to me. We can't know how 
the process is going to unfold. We can't know where the process is going to lead us. You know, the process isn't over. And the process, I used to have a therapist many years ago who used to say, life is a process, not an event. And that's, you know, I mean, and I when she said it, I thought uh, this is a truth that I'll take with me forever. But it's, it is true. And it's like that for every process. Let the process unfold and have the faith that the process will unfold to your benefit. And I think that's a big, big part of what I've learned. So, yeah, that's very true. And the other thing is that things take time, right? You yes. did this program for a year. You had this container for a year. And so how do you feel about the length of the time? Uh, for me, I think it was perfect. When we're getting to the end of the process for our, our process together, I started to feel that re I was ready. And really, when you suggested an ending the sessions, I was getting to that place as well. Again, I think it's a very organic, I think it's a very organic thing. The process, as you said, takes time. And I think one of the important things we can do for ourselves is to realize that and understand that. You know, we came to that realization of this, this is now at the point where we're ready. And I felt that too. So I think we were in complete sync on that. <laughs> A last question to you, because uh, you had a Buddhist practice for many, many years. How do you feel the plant medicine journey with the integration kind of added to your experience and health? Or how was it different? How it helped you maybe in a different way than all the teachings, all the practices that you were you were doing? Maybe it brought in something more that that was missing from that type of practice was it different or how do they complement each other what happened for me was that my outlook became much more cosmic i honestly i don't i don't know how else to describe it it became all encompassing and i'm not saying that the buddhist tradition doesn't teach that it does, but it became more of, of a reality to me. Mm. And I, I'm not saying that I've attained cosmic consciousness because mm -hmm. I don't think I have, but I've just become much more aware of, of this huge opportunity. It's literally as big as the cosmos. Mm. This life is literally as big as the cosmos and uh, it sounds to me what you're describing that it's almost like all the teachings that you knew before intellectually and it was conceptualized in your was. mind was kind of the medicine and this journey had to to bring it into a an experiential level that's right emotional mental physical spiritual on every level versus just being an intellectual understanding that's exactly right. Because for so long, I felt like we've, we talked about it. I was stuck in my head. And that's, that's, that was the, I, that was where I was stuck. I was stuck in the ideas. Um, and now it's definitely brought it down to a heart level. Mm. And that's what I, what I'm working on cultivating now. Thank you so much. Thank I you, appreciate it. Thank you for undertaking this journey trusting me you know with holding space for you and sharing your experience you know through this platform 
I'm really grateful and just many more blessings on your plan. Thank you, Nina. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for listening and leave a comment if you enjoyed this episode. Help us grow our community by sharing this episode with your friends and subscribe to our channel to receive the latest on ayahuasca assisted therapy. To embark on your healing journey or to start a new career in psychedelic assisted therapy, go to my website, avatarhealingarts.com and get in touch. And of course, stay tuned for the next episode.